Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about apocalypse fever in 2012, which unbelievably to me was 11 years ago. Well, back in 2012, apocalypse fever was a global phenomenon. There was an alleged Mayan apocalypse of 2012 and their prediction of the end of the world happening in 2012 sparked writings and TV shows, wild social media commentary, and predictions of doom. Now these predictions from the Mayans um, in 2012 didn't start in 2012. This was an ancient prophecy from thousands of years ago that the Mayans, with their famous accurate calendar, ended in 2012. People picked up on that, believed that the world would end in 2012 because their calendar did, and it went on from there. People really thought the ancient Mayans would be right about the world ending in 2012. Well, during that feverish time, there was a English or British graphic designer. She was a fashion student and an editor um, named Lauren Christie Aldridge. Now she's Lauren Aldridge Clouston. She asked me through email to contribute an article to her zine, which is short for magazine, which would be sold at the second annual Nottingham Fair, Zine Fair, which would happen in London, England. She was putting together a zine about the apocalypse, and she wanted me to contribute something from Christian point of view. So she asked me for a bio, and also to spend around 800 or so words describing what is going to happen according to the Christian version of the apocalypse and to include why I believe the apocalypse was going to happen. Now, just FYI, as an aside here, the apocalypse is going to happen, but not according to the date the ancient Mayans predicted. It's according to the Bible, an unknown date. Anyway, the fact that what the Mayans predicted did not pan out nor did any of the other fake prophets like Nostradamus or even modern day so-called prophets predictions have come true. This shows that firstly, the Bible is right in that no one knows the day or hour. And secondly, God is the only one in control of history, time, the earth, its destiny, and all that is within it. Lauren's request to write 800 words about the apocalypse was a tall order. To be that broad and have so few words to say it all in, but the Holy Spirit was gracious and led me to what I feel is a good written product. Her graphic zine came out great. I really liked it from what I could glean from the photos online It was sad I never got to see the final version of her whole zine. Lauren told me that the apocalypse this 
zine sold out quickly. She moved on from the feverish 2012 time, and I never got a chance to see her um, see it digitally either. The pages on her social media as the zine was being created were very well done. And I was pleased to have been included in um, this publication. I have a picture on the blog of what my articles page looks like in the zine. She took my 800 words and she arranged them to read in the form of a cross. The Nottingham Zine Fair was the second annual back then, but it's still going 11 years later. It's gotten pretty big and famous. Now, as for zines, which I said it was short for magazine, Martin Luther and early American Revolution pamphleteers like Thomas Paine technically were zinesters. Zine isn't new. It's simply, quote, a self-published print medium of a focused theme and small circulation. According to the definition, often there was only one edition, one and only, and more often um, the minority interest contained in the zine or minority subject was usually kind of an alternative nature or, or it was countercultural, even anarchy materials. Those were usual zines and pamphlets. In Thomas Paine and Martin Luther's day, the minority interest or minority subject of the alternative nature was anti-government or anti-pope. And those were dangerous positions indeed back then, often carrying with it a death sentence for treason or heresy. This was because Small pamphlets like those had the potential of having a huge impact on capturing the vox populi or voice of the people, despite large corporate or governmental control of information, and thus their control of the perception of the status quo. Zines or pamphlets were considered dangerous. To put it to an example, just think of that moment on October 31, 1517, when, according to traditional accounts, Luther, Martin Luther's 95 theses were nailed to the door of Castle Church. The rippling reaction turned the world upside down. It, it sparked the Reformation. Just think of Thomas Paine's common sense, his pamphlet, and had the galvanizing effect of moving the colonies toward revolution and separation from England as the mother country. Well, back to 2012 and, and today, I was humbled and grateful to have been asked to contribute to um, Lauren Christie Aldrich's Apocalypse This zine. Due to the alternative nature of zines, these days, with taboo subjects, having a piece about Jesus in it, among those other subjects, meant that people were going to read the gospel who don't normally come across it. So for that, I was grateful. I will read what I wrote for the zine back then about the apocalypse. The apocalypse has been the source behind some of the greatest poetry, 
art, and writing. One of Yeats's greatest poems is called The Second Coming. Most of Renaissance art contains apocalyptic or biblical scenes, and many films these days have apocalyptic storylines. It all comes from the Bible, the world's greatest selling book. That's pretty amazing when the fact is, the Bible is incomprehensible to any person who does not know Christ. Now more on that in a second. But first, what is apocalypse? The word apocalypse comes from the Greek for revelation or unveiling. It's about future things dealing with the return of Christ and the events of the end of the end time. Did you know that a third of the Bible is prophecy? Did you know that every book in the New Testament except Philemon speaks about the end times? It's not just a revelation thing. It's a Jesus thing. And Jesus is throughout the entire Bible. So what is going to happen? Well, in the apocalypse, Jesus is going to punish sin, plain and simple. Punishment is never pleasant. And in this case, Jesus said the apocalypse will be the worst time on earth there ever will be. Matthew 24, 21, Daniel 12, 1, B, Daniel 9, 24, um, explains the six things God will do during the apocalypse punishments. God, who is loving, wants us to be righteous and holy so we can be with him in heaven. So he sent Jesus. God, who is holy, is going to punish the unholy who reject Jesus. There will be earthquakes so bad that entire mountains crumble and islands will flee away. 100-pound hailstones will squash men. Plagues and wars and beasts will kill a third of the people. Demons will be let out of the abyss to inflict a painful bite so bad that people want to die but can't. They'll chew their tongues in agony. Starving people will die in the streets, but no one will care. Things will come upon the earth so frightening that people have heart attacks on the spot. The sun and moon go dark, stars fall from the sky. Jesus said it will be so bad that if he let it go longer, nobody would survive. As it is, four billion die within the seven years. Revelation 6 to chapters 19. Sin is real. God's judgment of sin is real. Satan is real. Hell is real. The coming Antichrist is real. Everything in the Bible is real. Not any other book. The apocalypse will happen. How can I be so sure? Because for 43 years, I had everything I ever wanted. Money, fame, comforts, ease, professional recognition, world travel. Yet I felt empty. 
I felt in my soul there had to be something more. What was this longing, this hole I felt in me? According to Ecclesiastes 3.1, is this all there is? Live a life on earth, then die? It seemed like a lot of trouble to go through just to die and have it be all over. Is there a heaven? Will I go there? I wondered all those things. It was the lack of knowing Jesus that was the problem. He created us, and because we are born with a sin nature, I was separate from him. That's what I was feeling. I had been trying to fill that hole with temporary and unfulfilling things. I finally found the answer. I was at middle age without ever having gone to a church. So FYI, I'm not brainwashed into Christianity. When you confess your sins and repent of them to Jesus, he forgives you. He brings you to fellowship with him. He sends the Holy Spirit to the make, make the things of God understandable, like the Bible. Before I was saved, the Bible made no sense. I thought it was stupid. I thought Bible thumpers, Jesus followers were stupid. But after I repented, the Bible made total sense, and I loved Jesus. I now see death differently from all the rest of the world that has no hope. It is simply a transition from something tiring and full of struggle to something wondrous and glorious beyond compare. I have no fears of the apocalypse because I won't be here to experience it. Those in Christ will be taken out of the way because he is not angry with us. He is not punishing us. We're forgiven sinners. Who he is angry with is unrepentant sinners. Oh, it is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. I am very sure this age will come to an end. I am sure that that time is probably not long away. I'm sure I will be lifted bodily away from earth to meet Jesus in the air and live with him forever. 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 to 18, 1 Corinthians 15, 50 to 54. If you want that certainty too and the hope of life after death, <clears throat> then repent of your sins and turn to Jesus. Believe he is Lord who sacrificially died to satisfy God's wrath about sin and who was raised on the third day. I will be in heaven and I hope you will be too. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.